Welcome, Welcome to Last Shot on God's Apology. Sitting out here under the shade tree listening to musical music. Come on and come on and grab a chair, grab a chair, and pull it up, pull it up, down and enjoy a cool breeze with me. It's Father's Day today, so hey, Father's Day to all the dads out there. Nobody in this world is ever gonna keep you from me. I love you. Come on, hey, hey, we're going to the beach. Grab a couple of toys and let dad strap you in the car seat. Oh, where's mama? She's taking a little nap in the trunk. Oh, that smell. Daddy must have run over a skunk. Now I know what you're thinking. It's kind of late to go swimming, but you know your mama. She's one of those type of women that do crazy things, and if she don't get away, she'll throw a fit. Don't play with daddy's toy knife, honey. Let go of it. And don't look so upset. Why you acting bashful? Don't you want to help daddy build a sandcastle? And mama said she wants to show you how far she can float. And don't worry about that little boo-boo on her throat. It's just a little scratch. It don't hurt. Her was eating dinner while you were sweeping and spilled ketchup on her shirt. Mama's messy, ain't she? We'll let it wash off in the water and me and you can play by ourselves, can't we? Just the two of us. Just the two of us. And when we ride, just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just you and I. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. And when we ride, just the two of us. Just the two of us. See, honey, there's a place called heaven and a place called hell. A place called prison and a place called jail. And that is probably on its way to all of them except one. Cause mama's got a new husband and a stepson. And you don't want a brother, do you? Maybe when you're old enough to understand a little better, I'll explain it to you. But for now, what you say mama was real, real bad. Was being mean to dad that made him real, real mad. But I still feel sad that I put her on timeout. Sit back in your chair, honey. Quit trying to climb out. I told you it's okay, hey, hey. When the baba take a night-night. Nanaboo, boo-boo, gaga. Hermit, boo-boo, caca. Dad'll change her nighty. Clean the baby up so her can take a nighty-nighty. And dad'll wake her up as soon as we get to the water. 97, Bonnie and Clyde, me and my daughter. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. And when we ride. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just you and I. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. And when we ride. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just you and I. Wake up, sweepyhead, we're here. Before we play, we're gonna take mommy for a way to walk along the pier. Haley, don't cry, honey, don't get the wrong idea. Mama's too sweepy to hear you screaming in her ear. That's why you can't get it away. But don't worry, daddy made a nice bed for mommy at the bottom of the lake. Here, you wanna help daddy tie a rope around this rock? Yeah. We'll tie it to her footsie, then we'll roll her off the dock. Ready now? Here we go, on the count of three. One, two, three. Whee! There goes mama splashing in the water. No more fighting with dad. No more restraining order. No more stepdad. No more new brother. Blow a kiss's bye bye. Tell mama you love her. And we'll go play in the sand, build a castle and junk. But first, just help dad with two more things out the trunk. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. And when we ride, just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just you and I. Just the two of us. 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 Just me and 
always be here for you. Your dad is always going to love you. Remember that. If you ever need me, I'm going to always be here for you. If you ever need anything, just ask. Your dad will be right there. Your dad loves you. I love you, baby. back to join me and sorry it's been so long since I put out a episode but I've been sitting here trying to figure out what direction I wanted to go what I wanted to say and I'll tell you what it's a lot harder than you think trying to decide what to say what to talk about you sit here and you listen to people doing podcasts and you think well hey what are you doing is talking. I ain't nothing to that. I'll tell you, you're dead wrong. Because I thought I was going to be able to just jump in here and have tons to talk about. and Just rattle off whatever comes to mind. But once you hit that record button, it seems to want to go blank on you. <laughs> or it does me anyways. Uh, so to all y'all podcasters out there that can just jump on a show and go for two, three, five-hour shows and and just have it all figured out, I tip my hat to y'all fellas. I mean, I've never really been a huge talker anyways, but I thought maybe doing a podcast might open me up a little bit more as far as talking about different varieties of things, but even when you're not talking to anybody else, it's still even harder, really, to come up with what you want to talk about. That being said, I changed the name of the podcast from one gun to the last shot. Uh, Really wasn't sure where I wanted to go, what I wanted to talk about to begin with. So I did do a couple of those storm stories. But I feel like there's more out there that we can touch ground on. Because uh, even that, I mean, the experiences I had out there on the road, I still catch myself and can't think of what to say. I mean, I sit here to myself and think about the things that happened out there and seem vivid just like it is today. But to take what's in my mind and put it into words, it just ain't coming out as easy as I hoped it would. But anyways, hopefully we can figure out exactly what direction I want to go. But it's going to take time. Just bear with me and And again, it's Father's Day today, so 
make sure you give your dad a call, visit, give him some time. That's the best gift you can give. Your father says, you. Just a little bit of you. Hang out, chat, reminisce. Heck, maybe go out and tinker on a car together. Even doing yard work, even if you don't say anything at all. The fact that you're just there, that's going to mean the world to me. I think I'm going to kick up another little song here. Relax for a few minutes. Try to figure out what we want to talk about next. Get a little Jason Aldean dirt road in. Watch out for the boys in blue and all this small town. He said, she said, ain't it funny how rumors spread? Like I know something y'all don't know. Man, that talk is getting old. You better mind your business, man. Watch your mouth before I have to knock that loud mouth out. I'm tired of talking, man. Y'all ain't listening. The old dirt roads is what y'all wish. I'm chilling on a dirt road. Laid back, swerving like I'm George Rose. Smoke rolling out the window. And ice cold beer sitting in the Think about them good old days, the way we were raising our southern ways. And we like cornbread and biscuits, and if it's broke around here, we fix it. I can take y'all where you need to go, down to my hood, back in them woods. We do it different around here, that's right, but we sure do it good, and we do it all night. So if you really want to know how it feels to get off the road, trucks and four wheels, jump on in, a man, tell your friends, we'll raise some hell with a black top end. Chilling on the dirt road, laid back, swerving like I'm George Jones. Rolling out the window and ice cold beer sitting in the console. Memory laid up in the headlights. It's got me reminiscing on the good times. I'm turning off a real life driving that's right. I'm hitting easy street on the tires. That's right. On a dirt road, laid back. 
Tell you a little bit about my dad. Is um, in my younger years, I recall him. He had a a landscaping service, guns landscaping. Uh, I'm really not sure how many years he did that, but I do remember him digging a pond when I was little. Like he was out there, it seemed like forever. And they this huge man-made pond on this property down not far from where we live now. And it was a pretty amazing accomplishment because that was a pretty big pond. And it's not just a normal round-shaped dig out. I mean, it had a little bit of structure and shapes to it. And it looked more naturally water-eroded than man-made. It came out really nice. Um, for most, I know he worked in a chemical plant for a few years, but I, I believe that was before an age that I would remember. Um, I think the biggest part of my life, he drove trucks, uh, CDL trucks. I knew he drove dump trucks and at one point he bought his own rig and started driving his own rig back and forth across the U.S. And that's pretty much how he finished out his career life, uh, was driving that truck. Uh, he was on the way back from Texas one day and ended up actually having a heart attack. Um, at, I think it was a rest area or something. He, uh, Laid down, took him a nap, and instead of going to the doctor there, he drove that sucker on home. Uh, and I believe he had his first open heart after that occurrence. Uh, luckily, he pulled through. And I just can't believe he drove that truck all the way from over there. But he made it. Uh, I don't believe the doctors were sure how he was walking in. They took him back pretty quick to operate once they described what happened. And they did their CT scans and such and found the blockages. And they got in there and got it taken care of. And he bounced back pretty good. Um, a few years later, he ended up having another heart attack. Uh, they put in some... A few more stints on that one and after that he, he seemed like he was doing all right he uh, lost capabilities to be able to drive the truck over the road 
as stubborn as he was, you know, he made that trip the first time, it probably wasn't going to be safe to keep letting him go out there. So they did pull his license. From that point, you know, he, he really wasn't able to do a whole lot. He, uh, nothing too strenuous and stressful in the heat for too long, you know, the, the norm. So he ended up opening up a little uh, fruit and vegetable stand on the side of the yard over there. He built a little stand and put some signs on the side of the door and he'd go to the fresh farmer's market every week and pick up watermelons and all the vegetables you can think of and bring them back and he'd sit there and sell them all day long. Some days people stopped, some days people wouldn't, but it kept him going, it kept him active. He seemed to enjoy it. He ended up getting him a little surplus of regular customers that came through every week, so he got to doing alright on it. I mean, he wasn't killing the grocery stores, but he's making enough money to buy the new vegetables and still put a little change in his pocket. So all in all, I mean, it was pretty good for him. Uh, you know, he didn't have to, the hardest part was moving the bushels from the truck into the little shack that he built. Right, he'd sit there under a cool box van and just wait on people to come by. And yeah, he, he did all right with it. Complain. He seemed to have a good knack for what fruits and stuff to pick because about most of the fruits and vegetables he had out there was always really good flavored, local grown. Um, had that real taste that you're always looking for because you know you buy your vegetables in the grocery store and all now they're just bland and no taste or nothing. They don't even taste like real food anymore. So, uh, I advise you, you know, if you're a fruit and vegetable eater, hit up the local farmer's markets. Uh, they might not be as pretty of a look as the beautifications that the stores has, but I'll tell you what, them ugly tomatoes taste a lot better than the pretty ones. <laughs> getting a little off subject there um, another thing my dad enjoyed before he got his heart condition uh, he loved dirt track racing and I can't think of a time in my life that he wasn't messing with a race car and again I didn't come from a rich family we were, I wouldn't say we were poor but we wasn't we were rich in love, but not finance, let's put it that way. So most of his dirt track racing revolved around junkyard parts. And he would go from junkyard to junkyard and find whatever it is he needed. And buy it for a fraction of the cost that it would cost to go buy it brand new. Because if you know anything about dirt track racing or anything, you are going to go through some engines. <laughs> There's always something to break. There's not a weekend that you ain't got to fix something. 
So he relied pretty heavy on the junkyard parts. He, over the years, I know he ended up catching a couple of sponsors that were junkyards. Um, I remember, uh, oh, Adam's Garage was one of the sponsors. Peg Adams, rest his soul. Yeah. He used to, if anything came in on the Mustang or the Pinto side of things, he, he'd always shove it to the side and call my dad and tell him, look, I had this come in and I got it to the side for you, so if you need it, we got it here. And he usually kept him pretty well in stock with a couple heads or a couple engine blocks because I can't even count how many engines he blew and not the rod would come through the sidewall of the engine so that block would be a donor you'd have to get a whole new block and i can remember maybe one to three o'clock in the morning we're all in the house sleeping getting ready for school and one of them damn race cars fire up and you hear my mama yelling Turn that son of a bitch off. <laughs> She'd be yelling, you waking up the whole neighborhood. But she hated when he fired them things up. But in his defense, he'd work on that thing from, if he raced on Friday night, guaranteed something broke. And on Saturday through Thursday, sometimes, Friday after work, maybe an hour left to get to the track, he would work tirelessly on them things to get it back ready for the next race. Um, I think that's why he started doing the Saturday racing, because it made it a little easier that he didn't have to rush home from work and finish up the last second things that he didn't get complete the night before, because he had to get some sleep before he went to work. And... Like I say, as I remember, there's a lot of nights that he probably didn't get my two hours sleep worried about if that race car was going to be ready for the race the next weekend. That truly was one of his pride and joys in life. He, I 100% tell it was one of his favorite enjoyments in life for sure. Uh, still got many, many trophies that he had from winning points and things like that. He's still got a car hood that he had painted up, the Indian Outlaw car, big Native American sitting horseback with a spear in one hand. Pretty cool artwork. Uh, I think that was his favorite car that he built because, as I recall, that's probably the nicest one he built because even at the beginning of the race season, like I said, he ran junkyard parts, so a lot of the cars that he was using the frames and stuff off of, they were already beaten, mangled from being in collisions or wrecks on the road. He wasn't worried about the cosmetics in most of those cars, because if you know dirt track racing, there's a lot of rubbing and bumping and sliding walls. Uh, there's guaranteed to always be somebody to wreck. So, Cosmetics wasn't his concern, but 
over the years he got pretty good at learning how to fine tune that engine and getting it where he could make it through the whole race without the disaster going crazy on him. He still always still had minor things always break on him, but he he quit going through his mini engines, and that was a good thing because the engines is most best part of the car. Even running junkyard parts, uh, heck, I know he had to dump thousands every six months into those engines. There's no way he didn't. I mean, because simple gaskets said it's a couple hundred dollars, and them they mostly used older cars, so it gets harder to find parts as near technology comes along they take the older technology off the in stock and ready off the shelf because they're involving up with the newer times so sometimes keeping up with all the parts was tricky but he he damn sure always found a way and it's one thing i can pride my father for is when he put his mind to something, he didn't give up on it easy. He, he always stuck to it and kept at it. He never gave up. He might sit down and cuss it and be it with a bigger hammer for a little bit, but he wouldn't give up. And that's one quality I love about my dad. It was good times, it really truly was. And I wish I could turn back the hands and go back and do a lot of things that I, when I was growing up, I, I left home at a young age, so I missed out on a lot of time with my dad. Uh, me and him had very similar attitudes, so we bump heads a lot. It wasn't always sunshines and rainbows for sure, but in my older years, I realized our biggest problem was we had the same attitude, and that's what got us the same attitude. So we bump heads and we holler back and forth, you know. I really regret all them times that I was being an ass like that to him. But before he passed, I, we had time. We were good. We had made our amends for the dumb stuff of the past. So, I'm glad we got to rekindle everything. We got where we were Right before he got sick with cancer, we did a lot of fishing together. Um, he got me into carp fishing real big. Good lazy man fishing. Go out night, pay a couple dollars, get in on the tournament, and mix up some bait with whatever junk we had around the kitchen. Pack it on a hook and cast it out and sit back and enjoy the night skies. And Try to rip some hooks. Rip lips. We usually came out pretty decent in the tournaments. We 
at least make what we spent to get into the tournament back. So it was never a hundred percent loss. But the big it really wasn't about how many we caught and who caught the biggest fish. It was just the fact that we were there together. And I really wish I could just go one more time and sit down with him and tell him how much it really meant to me, even though at that point in time I had no clue how much it meant to me. But thinking back on it now, it, it meant the world. And hopefully in my older years my kids will feel the same. I know I'm going to try to push to get us to spend some of that kind of time together. Right now, you know, it's hard getting them off the video game because video games are their lives. <laughs> but as I ponder today, I believe we're going to push forward in a little direction, try to get them out of the house more and more one-on-one -on -one time. Help them build some memories with me like I built with my dad. That way, one day when I'm not here, they got something they can look back and listen to. Reminisce about the fun we had. Maybe that's something. I need to look around and see if there's any old carp ponds still open because I think they might enjoy a nice fishing trip with me. In my younger years, I would have found it boring, but those carp's a different kind of fishing because sometimes you get them, sometimes you miss them. <laughs> Again, it ain't about the fish you catch, it's about the time that you spend with your father. And with that, I think I'm going uh, to get up from here and head back over in the house and see what kind of chaos the heathens are causing their mama. <laughs> Might even dirt. Throw a hook in the water at the pond behind the house. I relax. Do a bunch of nothing. Enjoy the rest of my day. Back to work tomorrow. That's the way life rolls. Well, I appreciate y'all taking time to sit here and listen to me try to figure out what I want to say. And enjoy this evening with me. Uh, invite y'all come back on the next one uh, again I'm still not sure exactly what direction we're going to go so we don't know what, what the topics may be yet but I promise I'm going to come up with something good next one I won't bore you as much as this episode uh, again this was the last shot I'm going to take us out with one little song on the little black submarine I'll catch y'all on the next. Little black submarines operate a piece. Put me back on the line. Told my girl I'd be back operate. This is wreck.
Y'all around the bean. 